0: Thank <laughs> you. Yes, you're wrong. The podcast where we talk trash about the things we love and hate and hate to love, and we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt.
1: Happy Memorial Day!
0: Mm, yeah,
1: I'm. We're barely hanging on to life at this point. <laughs> yeah. I'm so hungover, but we are. We're recording anyways.
0: I know, and it, I have to say, I mean it's always tough doing these episodes after something horrific happened. And obviously we've already had one horrific thing with Buffalo, but then to have that
1: compounded
0: with the shooting in Texas, um, in Uvalde, I, it was a rough week. It's really hard to feel like there's any good news or funny news or news that can outweigh that sort of horrific response. I mean, uh, situation and, I hope that um obviously we're always here to be some sort of escape or I don't know, distraction and the cognitive dissonance is getting to be a lot for me too. But I think um it's important that if you have, you know, any sort of if you're in America, if you're in the US, I think it's important to kind of figure out what you can do to make a difference and find causes that matter to you. And I think as proven with such a horrifically sad school shooting, mm-hmm. um, Gun control is an important step. And that'll be a talking point for the next few weeks in the Senate. And so I'd urge you to find your representatives and call them um, and just leave a note saying that you support gun control, gun reform. And I think that is a way to feel a little better about having to plug on with our lives and go forward in these, um, weird, (laughs) weird times where, you know, we still got to wake up. We still got to go to work. We still got to pay bills and, uh, carry on and make a podcast about pop news. That
1: (laughs) really doesn't matter. Yeah. And there wasn't that many good news stories anyways this week. So yeah, Yeah. not a lot of fun distractions, even from all of the horrible stuff that is going on. What, I I saw tweets about, um, like, how much money the NRA gives Mm, to all of these different political people, which I was like, it's like, okay, well, obviously, this is why they don't want to vote for these bills. But then I was reading an article that was about, like, the tobacco industry Mm. and how they used to sort of have, like, a stranglehold on things, and now they don't as much anymore. And I was like, okay, so maybe there's, like some hope that you know yeah things can change gotta believe in something yeah I,
0: i think there's nationwide protests planned for march for our lives june 11th so you can find out if your city or state is putting one on for that um but yeah being i think it's easy to feel jaded in this country especially but also this world but calling your senators is like and representatives is like the only thing we can do. And even when there are people like Ted Effing Cruz, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta make sure he had tallies my side of the story. Because even if he doesn't sway it, you know, if Republican senators are only ever hearing from the other extreme, then they won't ever, they will never need to concern themselves with standing for their other constituents. So.
1: Uh, Ted Cruz, what a little troll! At some oh. point, <laughs> he's got to go. It's absolutely
0: disgusting. I I hope, I hope there's a day. Actually, there was an interesting. I mean, I guess it's kind of a weird tangential uh, connection, but um, there's rumors that Matthew McConaughey might want to run for president of the United States of America.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Um, because originally he had floated the idea of running for Texas governor because he's from Texas. And, um, and so he, he he talked about that. No, he's like, (laughs) he's like kind of an Arnold Schwarzenegger type who, who's like just so respectable that people are like, he's just like neutral, right? That's his party. That's his line too. But he pulled out of the governor race and gave sort of like a weird statement that wasn't like, oh, I realize it's not my place, but it was more, I look forward to like, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> is the governor America.
1: Is the are are you guys voting on a governor? Yeah. Yeah, so in this upcoming it's, election, it's Governor okay.
0: Abbott versus Beto O'Rourke. Um
1: Oh, Beto's back. Yeah, Beto's Round back. Round 2. Trying. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, originally he'd been going for his, Ted Cruz's Senate spot, then decided to throw his hat in the ring for the Democratic president um Nam. yes i remember lost that. that and now he's going for governor oh
1: okay so the last time he ran he was against ted cruz yes yeah okay okay oh, gotcha, gotcha. what
0: a dream different world that would be um so yeah uh but anyways matthew mcconaughey seems to be floating this there's rumors that he might try to run for for president unclear on which party but i'd imagine he'd, he'd be hoping for republican Dem- really i mean as like a centrist like let's return to honor type like independent almost feel good i don't have strong opinions but isn't that good in these trying times
1: i guess he'd be running against biden
0: yeah i mean the other thing is that uh, i I mean we're not political
1: people so i don't know is biden running again has he like made a statement
0: i would be surprised if he didn't because like He fought this hard to get here and he's been, you know, in politics so long that why would he back out? Do I think he should maybe back out? I don't know because there's not there doesn't seem to be a strong front runner, but he's also pulling really low. But anyways, (laughs) Meghan Markle. Also, there's rumors that she's going to run for an upcoming seat in California, (laughs) like her Senate seat. Yeah, that's what we're entering here. It's like a very interesting.
1: (laughs) No, really. No, no one should run for politics. I'm like all, all politicians. <laughs> no, anybody who wants to run different. for politics, I'm like, is bad. I know. Uh. But
0: isn't it isn't it more provocative to imagine a world of Meghan Markles rather than career politicians? Like, like maybe maybe it could work. I don't know. I I'm delusional and I'm hopeless. But we'll it's take like, anything just at this shock point. Shock me, yeah. Give me something. Um, but that's our uh, political corner for this uh, episode. But um, well.
1: <laughs> And if you if you feel like voting isn't really the thing for you, um, oh, another no, alternative not. is um, you could dress up like an old woman, infiltrate the Louvre, and throw a cake at the Mona Lisa. <laughs> did you read that yeah, story?
0: I-, I did see that story. Uh, it's still important to vote, but yes, please do tell me more because I didn't... I didn't get the full picture.
1: Well, obviously, so the Mona Lisa's of the Louvre, it's like the most well-trafficked, you know, art exhibit in the world. Yes. It's very high security. Um, And so they were, <laughs> this, the, the, like somebody got up to it and threw a cake at it. So there was like frosting all over the painting, which I don't know how much like that actually damages it. It feels like- oh, I'm the, pretty
0: sure it's in a frame. Like it's glassed oh okay
1: well maybe that okay well then that's probably good um the pictures i saw yeah it's definitely like on there but i guess maybe yeah there's glass in front of it anywho the person who um uh like the first hand accounts where oh there was somebody who was like they thought was an old woman in a wheelchair and then it turned out to be this man and he stood up and i guess somehow he had like a cake that was Somehow hidden in his apparatus because obviously you're not supposed to have like food and stuff in there, <laughs> and that he whipped out the cake and stood up and threw it at the Mona Lisa, and that people were very confused as to like why anyone would do this. Um, and uh, he released a statement that was uh, or uh, was seen like shouting something to the effect of, um, like that people are damaging the earth with like climate change and stuff. Mm. So like we should damage these, they're like, he's going to damage the painting, which is similar to try to rile up some kind of (laughs) interest for climate change. But the craziest thing was then I was like looking at the, someone like tweeted a picture of this man and it's like this person clearly does not look like an old woman it like very much looks like a man with like a cheap um like sort of edna mode bob and like a shawl over him so uh, i'm just i'm intrigued at how this whole thing happened with security in the first place but yes the mona lisa did get cake thrown at it
0: i feel like it would be pretty easy like because it's a cake so it wouldn't go through like a like a metal detector, you know. And so, I if he's just guess. like in his wheelchair, they don't do even make not, him stand up. You know? do you not
1: have to? Yeah, and I guess they couldn't be like, "Why are you wearing this wig? You can't come in here." Like, in a, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's all kinds of ridiculously dressed people who show up. Yeah. Um, to the Louvre. Yeah, I guess that's true. I think do they do they not do you not have to like go? Like do they have to like search your bag or something or maybe well, that's well, but he's if in it's in his
0: lap or if it's like in yeah. his, under his clothes, then then I think it'd be fine. You know, I don't I don't know how he did it, but if you what you described as it was part of his, if it was in his costume or whatever, then I bet it'd be really easy. And honestly, oh. like it works, right? It doesn't make sense, but
1: how much trouble <laughs> do you get in for that? Like, do you think he oh. has like uh, like pays a fine?
0: I mean, I'm sure he's in trouble. I mean, obviously, I saw, and the painting's fine; like it, it was yeah. protected. So if it had been damaged, obviously that'd be a different story. But I imagine he's probably just like banned for life, and like, I don't know, maybe fine. Like maybe I don't know. Like what are like, Paris' rules? Get jail rules? time for that? I, yeah. <laughs> maybe is he a is he a French citizen or is he a tourist? Like I don't know. <laughs> unclear we'll have to do a follow-up um i saw this story and i was curious if you'd um gotten any insight but i guess matthew morrison of glee
1: i had the same story which i was (laughs) gonna ask you about this is truly how how few news pieces there were this is something we were both like ah, okay (laughs)
0: it's is not even a good story. No, Maddie it's not Morrison, really even a story. Famous for Glee, I guess, had been cast as a judge on So You Think You Can Dance, which honestly, I didn't even know was still going on. But it's in season seventeen. I think there had been a hiatus somewhere in there when I was in college or something. But they've since come back. Maybe this is ringing a bell. Well, also, I think that they were. Years.
1: Also, I think that they were on some kind of break because of COVID. Like, mm, like, yeah, yeah, maybe it, that too like the production shut down it said in 2020 and then i think the so i think like they're maybe halfway through and then oh something but
0: this was his first season as a judge yes he was he was a newly announced judge
1: with jojo siwa (laughs) and (laughs) um and twitch from who was originally on so So you You think Think you can dance Dance, but now is famous for being on ellen yeah the ellen dj Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: Yeah, bless his heart. Um, He's out of a job now, I guess, because Ellen's show ended. But anyways, the point is, Matthew Morrison, he was a judge. He comes out with this statement this week that says, um, after filming the audition rounds for the show and completing the selection of the 12 finalists, I did not follow competition production protocols, preventing me from being able to judge the competition fairly. I cannot apologize enough to all involved, and I will be watching alongside you all on what I know will be one of the best seasons yet. So he basically he was kicked off. He took a step back. And his only explanation was he didn't follow competition production protocols
1: one hundred percent, he slept with a contestant. <laughs> that's that was my takeaway,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I feel like, too. but and especially because he's like, I couldn't judge the the competition fairly. So clearly, there was a bias. There's a bias implied yes, in that there's statement. a bias. And so either he he got into beef with them. It was maybe, he. It turns out he was the best friend of one of the contestants' dads who died in his arms. Maybe like that could have been he's a storyline. He's like line. maybe
1: related to somebody. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but it feels very fishy. Matthew Morrison also isn't known as like, like I think he is kind of a cad. Like you know he's kind of a he kind of has a reputation
1: for being annoying. Yeah. Well, no, or like but difficult also to work being, with
0: for being like a what would we call it a a man whore
1: (laughs) oh gotcha okay yes Mm -hmm.
0: i think and so um we'll put that on him yeah
1: (laughs) whether that's a reputation or not we'll say it is
0: (laughs) so uh he will not be there they have not announced who will be taking over as judge um i don't know if he had any business really being there i mean i've seen his dancing on Glee, and it wasn't anything to bring well, home the,
1: about the interesting thing for me is like the original judges were all like actual yes, like dancer dancers yes, and they weren't really celebrities. Mm-hmm. And then now the judges are all celebrities, and yeah. I don't
0: well, like, Twitch is a dancer.
1: I yes, I guess that's true. But I and JoJo Siwa was on what Dance Moms or whatnot, yeah. so like they do all have somewhat dancing experience. But I. I'm always I always have the question of like who is watching these shows for the judges like is like how much of a pull is that because when you think about the shows that have been the most successful I feel like so you think you can dance and American Idol were both the most successful when they had judges who no one knew except for the fact that they were judges of the show. I think the problem
0: is that people are trying to cut corners because it ended up being that people would watch American Idol because Simon Cowell, like, they would watch um, because they wanted to see the So You Think You Can Dance judge do the, like, train horn or whatever. Like, they became such personalities that they did define the show that I feel like now uh, game show creators are like, oh, well, we, we want the magic juice now so they know it'll be funny, so they know it'll be good judges, so they know it'll be, like, exciting, so they have someone to root for through all the seasons instead of just the dancers which i think is the wrong choice but i think that's why they do it
1: well but i feel like if you're casting someone then you should try to cast the person who's going to be the most interesting judge yeah and not necessarily the person who's the most famous to begin with yeah
0: well i mean matthew morrison isn't yeah you know, it's well, like what no, were they yeah. pulling out? i
1: mean yes <laughs> that that it's really you're losing it from both <laughs> angles at the same time
0: i think um leah michelle should become a judge i think that'd be a funny <laughs>
1: I'm, she's I got nothing else to it. do. Yeah, she can't read. <laughs> Did we talk about that theory on the show? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, the I Lea mean, Michelle can't pacing. read. Yeah, in passing mm. once, uh, iconic. Um, but yeah, so I haven't been watching *Dancing so to Dance*. I probably won't start, but I no. will be keeping an eye out to see which contestant admits. That they were embroiled in some Matthew uh, Morrison Morrison drama. drama.
1: <laughs> um, uh, more on the news. That's not really news front. Um, Taylor Swift might be in an upcoming episode of Grey's Anatomy. Did you see this? <laughs> I, no, guess- I thought
0: this was proven wrong. I thought it was. I thought it, that was meant to air this Thursday, and it didn't happen.
1: I don't. I don't know. Because
0: I think. I think it was I think it was uh supposedly for the for this week's episode for last You know Liberty
1: Mutual customized Well now room. I can't
0: now I can't remember cuz it was the 100th episode 400th episode
1: 400th
0: oh yeah of course <laughs> too many episodes Um, um wait, <laughs>
1: let me look up this Grey's Anatomy episodes <laughs> Do we think Is that <laughs> It was with? called
0: like big
1: out of out blood you are something. out of blood oh yeah it was it aired it aired may 26th okay so she wasn't on there (laughs) okay
0: Swifties found out that anyone can add anything to imdbs um so they kiboshed that rumor pretty fast
1: Okay, well, I read several news stories about it uh, <laughs> that I guess did not uh, tell You didn't do your due
0: diligence. You are spreading yeah. fake news, okay?
1: Maybe, maybe she's coming on an upcoming episode. We don't. It know.
0: would be. I mean, it was exciting. It was a provocative theory to me because she is a huge fan of the show. She named her cat after Ellen Pompeo's. Pompeo's character and had ellen in her music video for bad blood and the episode has a title with the word blood in it so people were like omg this makes sense but i think that's why whoever wanted to go viral like
1: she has a couple of like acting things coming up yes which is also interesting as as i think the summer of um uh, what's his face is not going so well um What's her boyfriend's oh, name? Oh, Joe Alwyn. Joe yeah. Alwyn. This was supposed to be like his summer because he had conversations with friends and he has a <laughs> big movie that it was playing in Cannes and that movie got bad reviews and also <laughs> conversations with friends have has just been ripped to shreds on TikTok. It's yeah. so funny and he's bad in it. <laughs>
0: But to his credit, everything about the show is bad. So it's yeah, not like that he's is a standout true. like bad part. It's more that the whole show is.
1: But there is, is no bad, chemistry between him and the other girl. Like not yeah. a not a blip.
0: <laughs> you know, I saw this interesting story that I don't think you'll know anyone involved in. But Becca Kufrin from Bachelor Nation.
1: No, don't know.
0: Okay, she runs one of the Bachelor podcasts. She was on the last ep- season of Bachelor in Paradise, and she was, of course, one of the lead. One of the bachelorettes a few seasons ago, um, got engaged what to, that. Happened to
1: the bachelor. Cause I feel like that's been, has there been a new season of that recently? So there's usually a hiatus? hiatus. Okay. Um,
0: we just had it packed because they did two seasons of the bachelorette last year. Okay. Um, so there's usually this like spring break, uh, and then you have bachelor in paradise in the summer and then you kick off with, uh, with bachelorette, then bachelor back to back.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: Um, but, anyways, Becca Kufran, she had been engaged on the show to, uh, to a conservative, like Blue Lives Matter guy. They broke up in 2020. She went on the 2021 season of Paradise and hooked up and, and fell in love with uh, one of the <laughs> players from, Kate, from Katie's season, which I don't think you watched either.
1: I have no idea who that is. Yeah.
0: Katie is the Be a Katie from Matt James's season.
1: I don't I don't know. Oh you just you just either.
0: watch that's right. You just watched Claire and Tasha. That's right. Um so anyways, she and him have been dating, but it was just announced that she asked him to marry her and he said yes. So now they're engaged.
1: <laughs> Oh, so now, so this is news because it's uh, a reverse proposal?
0: Well, so they didn't get engaged on the show. This is just a uh, follow-up. The, this is just proof that their relationship lasted oh, okay. after the camera. Gotcha. So, yeah, she proposed to him. Interesting. I would love to know the story of, like, how and why. You know, like, what? I don't have a problem with it, per se, but I think when something goes against the expected norm, I'd like more details on it. You know what I mean? hmm I want to know, like, like why and how and when? I mean, is and where she just like a
1: feminist? What? And
0: <laughs> I mean, she—you know—it's a glow up for her, I guess, because, like I said, she had originally been uh, a little bit more conservative. You know, dating a pretty, pretty horrifically conservative guy, um, who has since been freed from the shackles of someone asking him to care about, uh. Black Lives. He has been more outspoken in the worst way. Um, so she got rid of that and then she had been co-host on the Bachelorette podcast with Rachel um
1: Ziegler. No, oh my uh, gosh, Rachel who Rachel Anyways, who... the last Bachelorette
0: who famously interviewed Chris Harrison and led to his sort of demise in the Oh
1: yes, 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 yes.
0: Why can't I think of her name? I'm so tired. Lindsay. Um oh yeah. Yeah, that's right. Rachel Lindsay. Good job, Matt. Look at me. <laughs> um, so anyways, she helped educate Becca Kufrin, too. And Becca has done her work. So yeah, I guess she just decided, you know what? Why not take control of my life? And she did. And now they're happily engaged.
1: I am surprised that that hasn't happened more. Because that does sort of feel like the one. Well, I guess dating is full of a lot of those kind of like longstanding uh, traits of like I don't know if sexism is necessarily the word, but, like, very, like, gender. Yes, traditional gender roles of, like, the man pays for the food and, you know, the boy proposes to the girl. Uh, That's interesting that that uh, has maintained itself because I, I don't feel like we've really seen very many people where, like, the woman proposes to the man.
0: Yeah, no, that's definitely... A, a rarity and you get so many like just rude comments on like social media when it does happen that it, it makes it scary to even try because then everyone's just making fun of you but i'm proud of her uh did you sure... make that <laughs>
1: attempt at some point are you no. speaking from first-hand knowledge
0: <laughs> no it's just like it's it's so vicious how how people have such strong opinions about that because they're like oh men are trash and they could like we asked a little of men almost is the idea that if they can't even ask you to marry them, then why would you saddle yourself with them? Oh, Which is gotcha. probably unfair, but I think that's why people are like immediately red flag. If the guy isn't the one to ask, cause it's like, Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Like the least you could do is <laughs> like, like, like oh, muster is up a good like, proposal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hmm. But I'm sure she'll talk about it on her podcast. So
1: well, speaking of proposals, Jack Antonoff just got engaged. To Margaret Qualley. Oh,
0: yeah. I like forgot they were a couple. This
1: I did didn't as well. Did it happen
0: in like quarantine or something?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yes. This is a newish relationship, yeah. I think, because he was famously in a long relationship with Lena Dunham. Mm-hmm. And then that ended not yeah. great.
0: I will never get over the fact that, like, during their breakup, well, I mean, after their breakup, Lena Dunham was like, "We're on such good terms. Here's the list of baby names we were gonna name our kids,
1: and they were terrible.
0: And they were terrible. But she, she successfully made it so he could never name his future child any of those names ever again, which is a pretty baller, uh, really, really crazy move on Lena Dunham's part.
1: I wonder whatever happened to Lena Dunham's? Um, she was writing a novel, <sighs> but it was like one. <laughs> It was like one sentence at a time, or whatever, for <laughs> whatever that magazine was. I don't know.
0: Those uh, early, those early, the early days pandemic
1: news. Totally different. People doing time. all kinds of random shit. Yeah. Um, I can't wait for the documentary that's on. Like the oh, early, so depressing. Like the pre, like the early pandemic days. But like the, just the crazy, you know, like oh, we're, we're doing a live concert from Trisha Yearwood's basement, you know that All kind of stuff. All the celebrities doing that's, like yes. readings of their yes.
0: old shows. It's like, why are you doing this? Who yes. watched them? I don't that's
1: know. that's the stuff that I'm interested in. Is like a documentary yeah. on the weird things people did to like get through COVID. <laughs> I don't care about like a documentary on actual COVID because that's depressing and we already know all of that stuff i feel like but i would love a weird nostalgia of like remember when we all thought this was a cool okay yeah
0: remember when ellen did that video about how bored she was in her mansion with her two pools and all that space yes yeah, fun
1: <laughs> uh, Celebrities um,
0: are just like us
1: maggie rogers counted her coachella set as a uh Project for grad school. That was a story. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we're running out of things.
0: (laughs) Um, There was this weird thing on TikTok. I don't know if you're on Mormon Mom TikTok.
1: I'm definitely not, but I wish I was.
0: Well, the thing that's, that's weird about it is that this woman who's at the heart of it, Taylor Frankie Paul, she's like famous for being what people call sarcastic, even though it's not. I wouldn't classify it as sarcasm, but she'll just lie. She'll just be like, I'm 50 years old, but she's in her 20s. And she's like, these are my daughters and they're her friends. And it's just like very weird energy. And she says she's Mormon. She grew up Mormon, but she's not practicing. Like, I just need to say that right off the bat. Like, there is nothing about her. That fits into the parameters <laughs> expected for a active Mormon. The, okay. You know, she she very clearly isn't wearing like the covenanted garments. She's drinking. She's talking about drinking. She's talked about doing drugs. Like she's very, very much not active. And she's not. She's not necessarily saying she's active, but she's also saying she is. You know, like it's like okay. a it's a contrarian vibe she's going for that's like look i'm a sexy mormon you can be this too even though again if you thought there's that was mormon that. that's not there's Mormonism. some of that
1: on like um real housewives too uh, yeah it's Salt Lake like, city where yeah. the where there's one woman who's like a mormon but she owns a tequila company and she's like i'm mormon because i say i'm mormon and it's like i don't know if yeah. that's how that works but sure
0: i mean i think she to her credit from what i remember of the pilot is she does still go to like church and like Believe, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, you're right. Like, I can't say whether or not how someone identifies in their religion is their proof but if she were to want to go to the temple or the celestial kingdom the heaven of mormonism she wouldn't be making it from her celestial
1: kingdom the really some of the branding <laughs> on mormon and stuff i mean we'll get to this with under the banner <laughs> of heaven but i'm like we teaser. could we could use i think some uh, a, a re a renaming of some things cause...
0: anyways i'm not even to the point of the story okay um, so she has this hot group of mom friends in utah And they just make these videos churning out all these like hot dancing videos. And like, I'm a sexy Mormon mom, like young mom, like look at me. Mm -hmm. Anyways, this last week, it comes out that she's getting divorced. She makes a video and she's like, I'm getting Uh. divorced. And people were like, are you lying? Is this one of your jokes? And she's like, no, it's real. I'll tell you all the tea if if it comes down to it. Reddit loses their mind. They're immediately like, what happened? And they figured out that she cheated with one of the friend's husbands so two marriages are breaking up because of this infidelity but then she taylor frankie paul goes on in goes on twitter i mean tiktok live and she tells a story about how her and her hot group of mom friends were all swingers like they all were soft swingers where they they would be able to the way she described it was like you wouldn't go all the way like it would be like you'd make out and the rule was you had to be in the room with your other like everyone was in the room together. So it was like a swinger party. So it wasn't like you could have an affair outside of these little get togethers. And you weren't like doing, you weren't having sex per se. You were just, you (laughs) whatever need light hookups, you know, but Mm -hmm. she went out of the bounds of this agreement and did something further with someone else in secret and thus betrayed the spouses and led to the divorce. And she's like, see, I'm owning it. I'm like, I want to own it. I want to move forward with my truth. But now all these moms are like, this is a complete lie. We are not swingers. We did not do this because again, swinging is not exactly condoned by Mormonism, Uh, you know, a strict Christian culture. So it's not really something that's uh, allowed per se. So they're all doing damage control and being like, no, we're not swingers. But then it turns out that one of them does have an OnlyFans account, which doesn't you know, prove anything, but in the OnlyFans account, leaked one of photos. the dads or the mom? one of the moms, one of the hot moms, has an OnlyFans, and she has photos on that account which were leaked, which is rude, but of her kissing Taylor Frankie Paul, and so then she had to be like, well, okay, that's an old photo, but it was just us messing around, like it didn't actually mean anything but then reddit was like actually you can prove it's not an old photo photo because she's wearing an apple watch which we know from her tiktok she got a year ago type thing you know so it's like Uh there's this obsession with it happening and and it's like people reacting to mormon mom talk on tiktok that's making it go viral and then it's on twitter and then it's all over my page because it's a you know there's this through line of mormonism that google or whatever the powers that be are like pushing into my feet at any given chance. So I just wanted to share that with people who were maybe confused by that story in their periphery. Um, there's this, you know, theory that there's now this whole swinger group in Utah Mormondom and that that's actually a pretty common thing because these people get married young, they're usually virgins and they may be missed out on some uh, experimental time. So, well, so there you go. if Very you're if you're in South Jordan Utah, chances are there might be some swingers.
1: There might be some swingers, <laughs> be some I'm, swingers. A, I'm gonna head out there and get on grinders yeah. so that I can find.
0: <laughs> yeah um, but that's all the that's all the news I could drum up this week.
1: Okay. Oh, on to love it or hate it.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you have?
1: I have not talked about the new *Downton Abbey* movie yet, have I?
0: Oh no, no, you have not.
1: <laughs> it's hard for me to remember because I see these things like early, but then yeah, I don't want to talk about so them many, until they like, come early out.
0: Early presses, I know.
1: And I know yeah. it's very <laughs> cool of me. Um, the new *Downton Abbey* movie is incredible. It oh, wow. has the same energy, I would say, as the second *Mamma Mia* movie, where mm. it's like it's just a good time. It's very much comfort like downton uh if you liked the show if you liked the last movie you'll love the new movie it's not doing anything particularly new or interesting but it is giving you exactly what you would want from a downton (laughs) thing for whatever reason somebody um from hollywood decides they want to shoot a movie at downton abbey and so there's like a so that's like one of the um that's one of the uh, storylines, storylines, yes, is that it's these like silent film stars come <laughs> to shoot this movie in Downton Abbey, and then halfway through realize that they actually have to make a talkie because silent movies are out, <gasps> and so and so then they have to switch to making this. How would they and, have
0: all this stuff ready?
1: Well, they don't really, <laughs> and so the woman who's who's the lead actress has a really strange accent, so Lady Mary has to do <gasps> the voice dubbing it's singing over. Singing in the rain. It's very funny. Oh my
0: gosh. And
1: then, of course, all of, you know, the film crew is like running amok in Downton. And so they have to bring back the butler and try to, you know, get everything lined I thought up. I it was it-
0: about a summer home.
1: Well, then the second plot is mm. that the um, Maggie Smith character is given a summer home by a man who she was... You know, maybe had a dalliance with at some point. And so the family has to go and, you know, visit the people who have this summer home and sort of try to figure out like why this man left it to Maggie Smith in the will. And so that's sort of like a fun, intriguey mm. plot. And that I think is in the south of France. So, you know, there's lots of like boat scenes and, and interesting summer outfits and that kind of stuff. It's very beautiful a good time every character has you know like their little arc that they get to go through it's very sweet so is it better than the first movie i think it's better than the first movie wow! i think it's more fun
0: i meant to ask my mom my mom's obsessed with it she's she had um this is so non-relevant but she had two she had a double knee surgery at the end of last year and so she was like bedridden and like Miserable, and she just rewatched Down to Navi like the series like three times. I'm not even
1: joking. That's, that's a good use of time. <laughs> I would gladly rewatch <laughs> Down Abbey. It's yeah. Down Abbey, I think, is like perfect comfort TV. Yeah, the first season <laughs> is the first, season the first couple seasons are good, and they're like, I think, trying to be a little bit more like cutting-edge TV drama. And then I think somewhere around season three or four, they were like, you know what? We're just going to settle into this, like kind of nice sort of funny like there's plots but like really nothing too <laughs> serious and for the last bunch of seasons and it's just like a joy to watch and so easy to put on and like you just know the characters and it makes you feel good yeah. it's I feel like what a lot of people do with like friends or right the office that's how I view Downton Abbey and yeah the movies are exactly that i oh, and both of the movies have done fairly well yeah. and i think for tv to movie movies those usually i yeah. think don't have a great they don't get um seen and also they usually have bad reviews and the downton movies for whatever reason the guy who's writing them like really is keyed in on what exactly we want to need and he is delivering
0: oh good i'll have to check in with my mom to see if she saw it um, give Your Star Reviewed.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
0: I wa- I'm watching The Staircase on HBO.
1: Oh, I've heard it's great, but I haven't started.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of, so it's a originally, it's based on a documentary, a true crime documentary that came out in the early 2000s um, and has it had a couple follow-ups because it's such a weird case. But it was a case that was originally selected by this French documentary team to cover like US politics and the journey of it It shows it shows the guy making his defense and then the case being tried, and then the verdict. Um, and so at the time, it was a really good documentary, really well received. It's about this um, death of this woman in upper middle class uh, east Coast, like, family. Virginia or something. Um, yeah. And she dies in this violent sort of bloodbath at the bottom of the stairs. And the husband is the immediate suspect, as you know he as it always is. As it always is. But he insists he's innocent and the case is a mess on both sides. And then the most provocative thing is after that case where he was found guilty for murdering her and went to prison and lost his double appeals. There was this theory that actually what happened is an owl attacked the woman. Yes, the owl theory. Yes. The owl attacked the woman and she died that way. But it looked so, it's just so inconceivable that it just, how could it be anything but a human? And so then with that. Isn't
1: the drama also that the man had had a previous wife (laughs) who had also died falling down the stairs?
0: He'd had a... Yes. He'd had an acquaintance. It wasn't his wife, but it was their family. It was their friend. And it did seem kind of sus, like their relationship might have been blurred. But yes, it's very strange. The documentary itself, it has a lot of, you know, one-to-one talk with the accused. And he's a weird guy, weird energy. Um, His family sort of ends up split on whether they believe him or not. And so this show, sorry to take so long to get to it, stars Colin Firth and um, Tony Collette and, and also um, Sophie Turner, if you're interested yes. um, and then a few other people, but, and so they reenact Taylor everything Swift <laughs> might
1: be in the 400th episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. We're unsure.
0: <laughs> they, so the show not only like dramatizes the actual like storyline of this, but, and the case and everything. But it also shows the documentary being made. So it's it's like time jumpy. And they also do this interesting thing where they kind of present each reenactment as it could happen. Like it doesn't make this case that, oh, he definitely did it. Oh, he definitely didn't. Oh, it was the owl. It's more that they let it play out each scenarios to show that it's kind of like anyone's guess. So right now, I think there's like seven of eight or ten episodes out so it's in the middle of it but it's really good they're all really really great acting actors I mean the kids are like okay but I think it's like a really compelling um what would we call it like like sequel like no like a dramatization um because I feel like sometimes when you see a documentary and then they make a movie it's like well we already know all this? this yeah yeah And so I think this is interesting because, like I said, the documentary is really long and it has two follow-ups. And so I didn't know like some of it. And so this is an easy way to get the full picture. Um, And it also feels like it's honoring the truth a little bit more because they have the space to be like, oh, well, we don't really know what happened, but let's just roll with it. (laughs) Really good. Really interesting. I'll be curious to see how they wrap it up.
1: And I've also heard that it's good because it really tackles the... Kind of fixation of Americans with true crime and these sort of grisly things, and the fact that it's also talking about the documentarian, yes, making the movie is also interesting. And then the
0: editor of the documentary ends up getting involved with the murderer, I mean, the accused in in prison. Very weird, very strange story, and yeah, it continues to be fascinating. And every episode, I'm like, no, he definitely did it, but then you're like, well. The owl feathers are an interesting twist. <laughs> so, yeah, I would recommend it if only because it feels like a little bit more. Mm, I, I mean, there's obviously something splashy about watching true crime like this, but it does feel a little bit more nuanced because it's kind of like this is just such a weird story. Like, let's just mm-hmm. play it out.
1: Uh, there's owls, they're out here <laughs> wreaking havoc. <laughs> Um, We'll be be back on Thursday to talk about the new Top Gun movie, which I'm very excited to address. And yeah, in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. You can leave us a review. um, And we'll be back on Thursday. Bye, guys.